When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blue Wire Podcast. Welcome, everybody, into your Sunday episode of the crossover you're accustomed to getting between the OBR film breakdown and All Eyes on Cleveland. That's Jake Burns. That's Brad Ward. We're pumped to have you here on a Sunday. We are, we're, listen, we only have two Sundays until the actual NFL draft gets here. And then perhaps you'll hear us on the Sunday after the draft have some sort of cumulative episode about what the what the Browns have done and things we think about the Browns after they make some draft picks. So uh, in talking with Brad, I thought a really good idea here would be to come up with three players we uh, are going to predict that the Browns are going to select in this upcoming draft on offense and defense over the next two Sundays. And then obviously our next uh, podcast for our things I think I know about the Cleveland Browns will be after the draft has actually occurred. So fun little exercise here, picking three each. So uh, a lot of good stuff uh, going on, I think, all together. So if you missed last week, we did, uh, if you pay attention to these five positions we think the Browns should take, right? We organized them at the most important position. We feel like they should take somebody as we sit here right now. Now, they could make some kind of move here in the next week. I don't know that they will. It seems like the only move on the radar is the Al Woods trade. Sorry, signing, uh, if that comes to fruition. But we haven't heard any real, um, you know, we haven't seen any ground made up in, in some sort of contract there. Usually those things do happen out of nowhere, but yeah. we have no uh, any rumblings after he left and we heard that he enjoyed his visit but who knows they could be way off on the figures for a contract there seems the jets are out of it but maybe there's some surprise team we don't know they're going to play it patient they're going to do the draft then they're going to see where they need to plug some holes and then they'll go from there and they certainly still have a lot to figure out with perry on winfrey who flew into cleveland just yesterday and i'm sure they're going to talk through all of that stuff so a lot of moving parts here but we're excited to give you some players we've been paying attention to uh, if you don't know we have been doing an obr draft guide which brad has been involved in myself jack duffin and uh, Cody Sook, we've been putting together all sorts of angles for several draft prospects. We're going to do another two weeks of these, pretty much two a day, to get you uh, appetized on every single plot prospect we think is in that 75 to 98 range. And whether we think the Browns are actually going to pick them based on athletic scores and ages and scheme fit, whole bunch of different things. So a lot of fun stuff leading up to the draft. It's all draft here, obviously, until... You get in and uh, you know enjoy the April. I think it's April twenty seventh. I think it's twenty sixth to the twenty eighth. Am I right about that, Brad? I think I am. But yeah. anyway, welcoming welcoming Brad Ward to the show. Now that I've rambled on for two or three minutes, what's up, Brad? What's going on? Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm actually ready for the draft to be here. To be honest, uh, you know, and uh, get it underway. But this is, you know, it's good. We, you know, we got a couple weeks to kind of smooth things out here, get our thoughts in order, and. Uh, key in on what's going to happen but uh it, it should be interesting you know i don't there's there's a lot of uh layers to what the browns are doing at this point but it, it it's not massive stuff it's you know very fine tuning type stuff but there's a lot to kind of sort through so they need some good players moral of the story they're picking in a yes. hard spot and if you listen to some stuff i did this week with andrew spade and talking about how things are actually at some point, whether we believe it or not, are going to get tight with that quarterback contract. They can't keep pushing it down the line forever. They are in a tough spot where they have to draft later 
but they also have to come up with some answers. And then yesterday I got with John Colosimo and we talked through Andrew Barry's draft and gave you what I hope and I believe was some really good perspective on how few big names actually come out of every single draft. Like some enlightening stuff about you might be mad about some of Andrew Barry's picks, but there was no one around that they could have picked that would have been better. And if you think that uh, on a majority of those, there's a couple Anthony Schwartz and I believe JOK you could make some arguments for, but there's not many. There's really not many. And it's a it's a difficult process. So we're going to try to master that process ourselves here. So I'm going to come up with uh, three names. Brad's going to come up with three names. And again, it's good to remind you right now. And I, again, you get outside of the draft so far every year that when it comes back around full circle, you do just enough forgetting about the previous cycle. I'm, I am of the belief, Brad, and I'll let you respond to this before we get started. I have not seen so many mixed reviews of player values. Like from 45 on, it feels like it's just so different. PFF to NFL Mock Draft Simulator to Pro Football Network to all these different places. And even the bigger names, the Daniel Jeremiah's, the um, Lance Zerlines, there's just a wide variety of names in the top 100s these guys put together this year to where you pay attention to one mock all the time. You're like, no way that guy's available. But if you look at another mock, you're like, well, yeah, he's going to be available based on what I see. And we're going to have a really good example of that at some point today. But it is wild out here in terms of just the value of some of these guys. And sometimes it can be smokescreen season, but this feels less smokescreen season where the top is. And there's some stuff about CJ Stroud and some smoke coming from the Houston Texans and some stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But I'm just saying the 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 grade, the evaluation of guys 45 to 100, it's all over the map, man. Yeah, um, I think that in, in something that I've kind of uh, talked about on my shows a couple times is, and, and with some of the draft experts that I've had on the show on Thursday night, we had a couple guys on, and last Thursday too, but like it feels like there's tw- maybe 20. Some some guys feel like there's less than 20 first-round graded players in this draft. And then after that, like, if you're in the first round, it feels like those teams from, like, 20 on are going to not want to take a player there. Like, in, in a perfect world, they could all move back because it's like, to your point, from 30 or 40 to, you know, maybe even as high as, like, 25 to like 75 you're talking about a wide range of evaluations on players uh diff boards being very different and a lot of people feeling like the player that you get it say maybe 30 and 60 are not that dissimilar in talent very fair that is a th- that is a sentiment as well and that that level of discrepancy between talent probably speaks pretty much to what I'm saying here, which is some guys are valuing guys way differently than others. And I just feel like, and again, I could be wrong. I'm not a guy who is deep in every single draft cycle. I've paid pretty close attention the last five years as I've been writing on the Browns, but I cannot claim to be somebody who specifically writes on the draft to have a, you know, an expert opinion on this. But I just, this year is weird. It's really weird with player value. So we're going to do our best to pin down some guys we think the Browns are going to like, and we're going to try to explain why we are predicting them to get selected by Cleveland. So I will hit leadoff here, uh, and I'm going to go with one. Okay, we, When we do offense, we have to look at positions we really feel like the Browns are going to take. So there's – in I, I mean – I know they've met with a couple quarterbacks, but pretty much ruling out quarterback, right? I don't feel sure. like they're going to dra- they're not going to spend any pick on that, considering they just brought back Dobbs. They still have 
you know, they still have the rookie contract out there for Kellen Mond. Like it's it's just feels like that's just cluttering up a situation in a year or two. Maybe they end up doing that. But for now, I don't get the inclination they will certainly running back and wide receiver. And then I think it's like, OK, what else would they do? They probably do some form of offensive line and maybe a tight end. So that's kind of what you're picking from. We're not eliminating many positions. I would say quarterback and center are pretty much out. If you're a center only, hard to see them doing that with Nick Harris on the roster coming back and then what they invested in postage, right? Guard seems reasonable. Tackle seems reasonable. Tight end, reasonable. I feel really certain about wide receiver and running back based on the things that they have done and some uh, situations that have popped up recently. So those are at least to, to our understanding, the bigger locks at the position of those two. And that's where Brad and I will head with our first two. So I'm going to start with Rasheed Rice, which I think this might come as a surprise to people. And there are some people that like him more than others. Pro Football Focus has him as the eighth best receiver in their standings. Um, Rasheed Rice is the 11th rated player on um, Dane Brugler's uh, guide. I don't have it in front of me. I think he's I think he's 91 on Sports Info Solutions. I'll try to find that real quick. I had him up not too long ago, so maybe I can quickly come up with what he actually is for them. It, he's usually hovering around anywhere from like 7 to 13, right? So if I'm looking at theirs, they have uh, Sports Info Solution puts out a really good guide every year. They have him as the uh, 10th. No, a little lower than that. I actually have him at overall 97, 13th at the position. So again, if you're looking at grade base, that's like a third round, fourth round grade. Um, mm -hmm. Here's what I like about him. Contested catchability is phenomenal. 16 contested catches over the past two years. That's great. Deep threat tracking. He's a up the sideline player, very comfortable. And the thing that I like is the alignment versatility. This is certainly something that I think is worth noting. He had uh, snaps per season. He had 592 snaps in 2020 only 39 in the slot. Then he played 495 snaps in 21, 2021, and he played 465 snaps in the slot. Then again, last year, he had 789 and played 134. So he's got two years worth of experience playing Z and X, and he's got a full year's worth of experience playing the slot, which to me matters, right? So they're talking about, okay, what do we want to do? We want Elijah Moore to be versatile. We want to look at the future of Amari Cooper might be gone. Maybe this next year or the year after, who knows? Then you're looking at a contract extension for Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think you're looking at a guy, 6'2", 203. He's just over 22 years, uh, just just turns 23. He's a little bit older. But again, I'm saying like pick 98, pick 111 area for Rasheed yeah. Rice. And I can see why they would be drawn to him. He is uber athletic. His RAS score was really strong, above nine. I think the ninth, ninth most athletic wide receiver on the board. So again, you're getting a little bit of an older player, but it's not too old. And if you're into the 100s, I think they could certainly do it. He had 18 deep catches first in the uh, NCAA last year. He was fifth in deep yards, 566, tied for eighth with 16 contested catches. He had screen production. He had 35 screen catches, 203 yards, which was 16th. He forced 19 missed tackles in open space. That means you're talking about, hey, we need more yak opportunity, right? That's what he's good at. He can catch the football. He's a possession receiver. And when you think of planning years in advance, Donovan Peoples-Jones at $10 million or Rasheed Rice in his second year, that's where you can start to see a little bit of that stuff. The ball yep. skills, I think, are really strong. I think their possession receiver angle, you're talking about replicating a guy who can step in for Donovan Peoples-Jones, but has just as good, if not better, downfield ability with experience in multiple alignments. 
you can start to really see where this comes together with a very high athletic score. He was a 4-5-40 guy, but his 10-yard split was 1.5, which is elite. So he can get moving a little bit here, you know? So he's not a nuanced route runner. I want to make sure I explain that. So if you were looking at what his cons are, I think the corners are able to stick with him a little better than what you'd like, right? And you tell me if this sounds familiar in any way. I don't think he has a great release package. I don't think he has a ton of route savvy in terms of the quick twitch or finding blind spots when you're coming out of moves or getting a corner to swivel the hips just to attack that swivel of the hips. That sounds a lot like Donovan Peoples-Jones. So I'm not saying they're trying to replicate DPJ to the extreme here, but I do think they're trying to find a player who can do similar things. And I do think has another level of ability in certain aspects. And I think that his ability, the deep threat tracking and the contested catch stuff is really, really strong. And I do think his ability, which is different from Donovan, to make people miss after the catch is where he can become a dangerous player in the NFL. Again, if he can start, hey, spend a year with Cooper, spend a year with Elijah Moore. How do I do this? What's the route nuance? How do I move here? What do I do here to set up a DB? I can see it really coming together. So again, I don't see him as a pick 74 guy, even though the mock consensus uh, NFL mock simulator consensus board here, which just accumulates a ton of different mock outcomes, has him as I think the 73rd rated player right now. I think the way people are rating him anywhere from 8 to 13, sometimes a little above or below that, smells to me like a guy who could be there at 98 and be really appealing to them at 98. So I'm going to predict... I said a lot, Brad, but I'm going to predict that they end up going that route because Rasheed Rice gives them opportunities. But, you know, I like Tyler Scott. I like Marvin Mims. There's yeah. there's a lot of guys in that realm. And I know you're going to talk about a fun under the radar player on your own here. So go ahead and give us yours. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, though, on Rice, I, I, I the thing I like about him when I watch him is he he um, I think he's pretty physical for his size uh you know he plays a little bigger than he is like size wise and and Mm -hmm. and to your point um catching the ball away from his body contested catches and just just he just has uh he um he kind of to your point meets the donovan people's jones but even a little bit of maybe some jarvis landry-esque to him a little bit too kind of uh uh type of player i don't know he I, i like him I think he, I think he's in that group of like guys that are all about six foot or maybe a little bit under, right? What's his height exactly? He's six one. He's like six six foot and a half, six one. Okay. He's going to play at about six one, but he's two hundred five, so he can. He's yeah, big he's and he can move yeah. at that size. He plays at that size. You can see the way he bullies people, and yeah. and I think that like he's an interesting guy because. You know, I'm not saying you think of the mold of like a Debo Samuel, right? A guy who maybe isn't a great route runner, but he makes people miss. He can create opportunity after the catch. And he has that certainly has that level of physicality, led the team in receiving. He's a team captain, which I love. Anytime yeah. you can get guys who are team captains, which immediately tells you the respect that their teammates have for him. I'm all about that. Second team All-American, first team All-AAC. It feels like his first year, two, three years ago, back in 2020, he was trying to figure out where he was on the team, what his role was. Then they tried him in the slot, didn't quite fit for who he was, and then gave him that chance back outside, and he really thrived and saw the target shoot up by 30, 96 catches, 1,355 yards, 10 touchdowns. There is a little bit of a concentration drop thing that can come up here with him every now and again that I think concerns some people, to which I obviously understand. But when I see his ability to catch, I don't see a guy who has like a clap catch issue or anything like that. I think he can easily overcome it like he had one drop in 2021 on 64 targets so 
I, I don't I really don't think it's going to be a huge drop issue in the NFL. So I I just again, it's not a guy that I'm like, oh, they got to get him at 74 the way maybe I feel about Mims or Scott because I think they're going to be gone. But I'm looking at like, OK, pick 98 or if you're at 111 and maybe you get really hungry and you like him a lot and you move up to say 106 or 105. I think there's a lot of merit to that kind of move. The crazy thing is, I think there are some teams that could really like him. Like, uh, I mean, I heard listen to, you know, Chris Sims' top five podcast. I think Rasheed Rice was in his top five, and so like you hear, like once again, well, how we talked about these guys being all over the board. Some people I think evaluate him higher than that, and some don't. So it's going to be really interesting how this board falls. We talked about the size, this wide receiver class. There's a lot of size at the top, or not a lot of size, but there's three guys at the top, right? And then you kind of get this bunch of guys that are all about the same size, and it's it'll be interesting to how see how it shakes out. So, I like I like your choice. I, I like his physical nature for sure. Um, yeah. My guy is uh, a uh, he's six six one two thirteen. Michael Wilson from Stanford, and the reason that you know he's seventeen. Uh, in the beast and Dane Brugler's the beast right wide receiver 17 he is actually on PFF ranked just just in front of Rasheed Rice uh, right so he mm-hmm. is uh, PFF uh, player 66 but wide receiver whatever number that is in front of Rice um, and Hyatt on PFF's big board but um, he has an NFL ready body like now like, he can walk on the field now. You don't have to do anything with him. He's NFL-ready physique. He is built and uh, long and strong. He runs very, very good routes, uh, has terrific instincts, tracks the ball well, uh, runs the routes, you know, all three levels, um, makes contested catches. He is physical. Uh, the problem here and the reason why, you know, so once again, if you look at the speed thing, kind of like your guy, 45840 doesn't test well there, but uh, three cone is uh, very good at a 6.81 and the 10 yard split is a 1.5 as well. So you're talking about good explosion, right? In, in the short area, quickness and speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think this is a guy that, stresses defense at all three levels i think that he is a guy that can contribute right away has tremendous instincts but the problem with him if you're going to make a knock on him is there is injuries right he's been injury prone and uh that's kind of why he's off the radar so you know for example here to kind of summarize this um when you look at the beast, the way uh, the last thing Brugler writes, you know, his last sentence on him overall, Wilson has an uneven career production because of his injury history. But the more tape you watch, the more you appreciate his package of size, intelligent intelligence, and competitive athleticism to challenge coverage. As long as he stays healthy, his skills on offense and special teams will keep him on an NFL roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he is. If you're looking for a guy like when the, with the Browns, I, I stopped looking for speed so much, right? Like I, I love speed, but with the trade and the signing of Goodwin, I, I kind of am looking for similar to your thought process, maybe somebody that can fill in a different role, and I think Wilson is different that way. I so, like it, yeah, man. I he's mean, my he's, choice. 
He's uh he's also twenty three, so I, he's I don't older. know. Yes. Yeah, I mean that twenty three is not a if you're fine with twenty two and a half at some of these ranges, it's like okay, it's six months really, you know. So it's yeah. it's certainly picking nits on some of those ages. As long as a guy's not like twenty four, right? Like if he's twenty four, that's pretty old, and he's past twenty four. That's where <laughs> it gets to where I can see people getting uneasy about it. But when you're talking pick again, he's a fourth roundish projection. You're talking again. 98 to 111 to 126 you're fine with that you're you're looking for production at that point in my opinion so uh, i there's a lot to like about him a lot to like about michael wilson so those are your two receivers right so we're going to switch over and talk running back now so if we're digging in on running back there are and just like receiver in the range of 74 to 126 there are just so many fun options and even into the 140s a ton of fun options the same with running back i feel like this is and maybe this is coming from like a, a dynasty uh, f- fantasy football player. I just feel like it's such a good running back class, and I don't think that I'm saying anything that anybody isn't in agreement with. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I think that it's it's got the chance to be uh, a really a really special group. There are so many good runners in it, and you can go in so many different ways here, and and still and still have I don't know a pretty good football player. I'm probably swinging a little bit too high for where they'll take a running back, even though. As we sit here, they only still have two on the roster. If you're including Demetri Felton, like two and a half, but Felton's never really played much running back in the NFL. I think it's something that they're really looking to figure out down the line. A guy who can contribute this year, but also a guy who could potentially be the guy whenever they do decide to move on from Nick, whenever that moment comes. So I'm looking at a serious running back. Like I'm really looking at a serious running back. I could see them also pushing it off until 142 or even going crazy and pushing it off to 190 like right there's a lot of different things they could do here but i i'm when i'm looking at this i'm drawn to tank bigsby okay uh, I, in so many ways this auburn running back who i think is just a really special player he's he's just over 21 um he came into auburn and had a stellar first season uh getting 834 yards as a freshman and you could see it right like five touchdowns six yards per carry there were a lot of things that that people were really liking about tanks tank bigsby but as the auburn program went through a bit of a weird stretch i know that they've replaced the coach since then it's it's just sort of been he's been under the radar but he's continued to run really well i mean he had three straight years of over 80 grades right he had uh a 834 his first year freshman year 1104 his second year 976 is just this past year 5.5 yards per carry uh 10 touchdowns he can contributing the passing game 20 catches a junior, uh, sophomore year, this past year's junior, 30 catches, 180 both seasons. Uh, again, you're talking about where does he excel? Yards after contact, 17th last year. Yards after contact per attempt, 4.2, which is 13th. He is, uh, I think he sees the field well, and when he sees it, he's a cutback. He can, he can get downfield, make one <clears> cut, get where you need him to go. He's lived in the shotgun, so that's stuff that I'm obviously expecting the Browns to do. Uh, uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a bit, and I do think as time goes, he can be a guy who can who can be a higher volume run running back for them, right? He can be sort of a bell cow back to a certain extent, at least in my opinion. His his issue, people will give him a lot of flack for for creating missed tackles, and I I think he's able to be a bit more uh, you know open field creative than people give him credit for. So that again like to me a lot to like he's a he's explosive uh he's a four five six guy but as you know so is nick chubb so i'm not really worried about that the broad jump was really strong and i i just think the tape was was really really good he's just an all-around runner to me uh that fits a lot of what they're looking to do and 
Um, is SEC freshman of the year, like I said, led the team in rushing all three seasons, uh, which I think is important. A one five six ten yard split, which is which is pretty strong. But um, you know, I think that there's sometimes where you can you can argue that he maybe doesn't quite decisively hit it enough. But explosiveness, uh, a receiver. He's a great blocker too. He was a very willing pass blocker. Which if you're going to find the field for the Browns next year, you have to be willing to do it. Uh, experience in in gap and zone schemes, and really. In lack of a better term, he's a brick shit house, man. He's every bit of like five, five, eleven, two, ten, two, fifteen, and rocked up. Like, just could be a really fun back to pair. And I think there's a level to this this receiving that he can do some of the creative stuff receiving the football out of the backfield. So Tank Bigsby, I like him a lot. He is number seventy seven on uh, SIS's big board, uh, which again I think they do a pretty good job over there. They like his agility, elusiveness, creativity to be an effective back at the next level. Uh, maybe doesn't have that great breakaway speed, but uh, a chance to be a good three down back because of the well-roundedness of what he does. He is the sixth overall running back with a third round prediction from Dane Brugler. And then pro football focus has him as, let me check real quick. I have it up in front of me here. They have him as the sixth ranked player overall and 86 on their big board. So it would probably have to be 74 or 98 so that's swinging big from my perspective but you never know with the flavors of where these things go and what people like and he could be yeah. sitting there at 98 and could really appeal to them so again i've just seen you know if i'm looking at it running back rankings all the way like here's the 10th best player on dame brugler's board zach evans i think zach evans is going to be really good the third yeah. the 11th best player on that board has a third or fourth round grade eric gray and that's not even including Chase Brown, Dwayne McBride, who I know you're going to talk about in just a minute. Deuce Vaughn is 15th. Keaton Mitchell, who I like a ton, is 19th. He has a fifth, sixth round grade. It is a loaded, loaded running back class. So there's a way in which it's very easy for me to see Tank Bigsby drop down to 98-111. And I think if he's sitting there, I think the Browns will end up taking him. His age is perfect for them. He's a good athlete, a lot to really like. So I'm going to take Tank Bigsby. Any thoughts on that player before uh, we jump to break? Uh, love it. Ton of fun. Like him uh, as a uh, back, obviously. Um, you know, I, I will save my comments for the running back position overall until we come back from break, but I love it as a pick. Uh, if he was there, I would want to snatch him up. I like it. Okay, so that's uh, that's my pick. Brad is going to give his right after a quick break a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so we're back. Brad, go ahead and give us, I think you're doing running back two here, right? Give us your guy. Yeah, I got a running back two. I want to say this, uh, though, real quick, Jake. I think it'll be interesting as we move forward here to really track 
will kind of back the Browns' shoes. Uh, in, in, I think it'll be kind of telling in their succession plan and in their in their future here. Like if they go out for some reason and get like a scat back or somebody they think can be a, a, like a, a weapon or a speed weapon more and doesn't really fulfill the uh, like bell cow kind of like the guys that we chose uh, that could, mm-hmm. we think could be potentially a bell cow back for a team, um, then, you know, I, I will kind of wonder what they're thinking about their future with Nick Chubb. I'll, however, if they do pick that guy that you think can be your future replacement for him, um, I think that's something worth tracking, though, uh, as we move forward here. So the style of back that's chosen will tell a lot. So, uh, But my guy that I chose here, I went running back as well, is Dwayne McBride from UAB. He's kind of all over the place. He's running back 13 uh on uh in the beast right so i think Mm -hmm. your guy was seven or six right uh in the beast and a little uh, little, uh, discrepancy there for sure mcbride is 13 but also but they're right next to each other on pff's big board at 85 and 86 mcbride being 85 listen he uh uh has been uh statistically the uh most dominant guy in football for the last three seasons 3500 yards on 484 carries in the last three years he broke uh, 175 tackles on 484 attempts um he is his feet man it's his feet right he's compact he's balanced his vision is good his instincts are spectacular he and his his feet like he gets into uh spaces and tight areas kind of nick chubb-esque right and just finds a way uh to get through there and um he is uh of age i believe he's 20 <laughs> of age 21 point uh 21.7 years old uh currently so he kind of fits there but uh i like everything about this back his pff grades are 94.1 89.8 93.5 and that's three years of tons of touching the ball uh you you could worry that he has too many carries i don't uh he looks explosive in the short area he's not a home run hitter but for me he is a potential three down back but two down back right now so uh at 510 215 uh he's a, he's i mean a bowling his, ball man yeah he's tough to for, for a guy that's 215, his feet are unreal, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, he he moves like a guy that is, you know, 180, 185, right? And that's kind of what makes him special, in my opinion. And so, um, he has some things to fix, right? Like, he's not perfect. He's not a, a proven pass catcher yet, although I think he can do it. He just hasn't been used that way. Um, he has had some fumble issues a little bit here and there, and he needs to be a better blocker. Although, where you can get him at, you know, I, I think yeah. um, he's worth it. And mock he's draft very intriguing for me as a runner. Yeah, Mock Draft Database <laughs> has Bigsby 101 and it has McBride at 123. So, not okay. a huge gap according to that uh, metric. So, both within I think reasonable he's... distance, right? Yeah, both here and, and, and let me read this again because I, I clipped it real quick. I think it's worthwhile to read this last sentence part uh, of uh, Bru- Dane's uh, Bruglers from the Beast on each one of these players. Overall, McBride is unproven as a pass catcher and blocker, uh, which might restrict his NFL role, but his contact, balance, vision, and lateral agility are among the best in this running back class has to offer. He projects uh, best in a, in a he ran it uh, two years in the wide zone scheme at UAB. So uh, familiar with what the Browns do a lot run wise yeah 
natural fit. I think he's definitely on the board. So the next pick is a little bit more. Um, I guess it's a little. It's just a little trickier to pick, you know, because you could go so many different directions. And I think you and I sure. go a different direction here, which is good for perspective. So I'm going to go tight end for a guy who is all over the map. And tight end is another, I think, really good group. And it, again, has just a bunch of varying opinions. Like, I'm looking at Davis Allen out of Clemson, and I'm just sort of fascinated with where he's. He's 197 on NFL Mock Draft Database. Pro Football Focus doesn't even have them in their him in their preview guide, which maybe means he's outside of the top 150 for them. I don't know how many people they rated. Dane Brugler and the Beast has him ninth. I, I don't. I don't know, man. He's all over the board. But if he's there at like 126, 140, 142, and I could even see them being as hungry for him at 111 if they really, really like him. He's massive. Mm-hmm. He's every bit of 6'6", 250. He's a contested catch guy that is, I think, really, really good at it. And, and he can go up. He's a red zone threat. Um, he led the team in touchdown receptions in 21. In 22, he had five touchdown catches, got a bit more opportunity. But he's just um, – I think that it starts with blocking. He's comfortable as an inline blocker. So if they're wanting Akins and Njoku to get more opportunities through various schemes in the pass-catching role – uh, Davis is a, an experienced blocker who I think can handle it, right? And, and that's the baseline of his game. But I think he's a better athlete and a better player than given credit for. Now, his 40 will drop him, right? He's a 4-8-4-40 guy, which is not good. But I do think on film he runs better than that. And his 1-5-9-10 yard split tells me he can get, you know, in a 10-yard in window can get moving. He's explosive, 38-and-a-half-inch vertical, a 10-5 broad. So he is a good athlete. And, again, I'm trying to, like, peg what do they want that player to look like, right? What is the developmental sure. part of what that role could be? And as we talked about Harrison Bryant, the amount of money he's set to make could make him a a player that they could be uh, view as expendable. You would like to get a younger player. Akins is in his early 30s. He's not getting younger, right? And Joku's got that contract where it is spicy right now, but if he doesn't put up the numbers you expect him to for the figure, they could start to get hungry to maybe look in a different direction. I'm just kind of eyeing Davis Allen. SIS has him all the way up at the 64th-ranked player, 8th-ranked player at the position. So, uh, I again, you're talking about a guy who's, who's effective as heck in the goal line, one of the better contested catch tight ends in the entire class. Again, every bit of 6'6", every bit of 250 can move people along the line of scrimmage. Got lost in what was a really, really rough, as we know, that Clemson offense uh, the last few years has not been fun to watch. So people mm-hmm. haven't wandered over to watch DJ Uilangale very often. But when mm-hmm. you do, Davis Allen was a real part of it, and I thought last year he started to make some strides. So a name to keep an eye on there as a tight end that maybe you haven't heard a ton about. Some guys even have him inside their top 100, uh, which I think is surprising to me, to say the least. I at least uh, saw Daniel Jeremiah had him at like right at 99, 100. So it's just really tight ends, whatever your flavor is. And I think he's an interesting one that the Browns could be uh, a very, very drawn to based on his college background and what he could be projecting forward. And again, just over 22 years old. So not an old prospect at all either. I love him. I love the, I, I, I like this pick a ton. I like this kid, you know, this tight end class, to your point, similar to running back, both very deep, but very varied as far as evaluations go, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. after, I mean, 
it's it's all over the place with these guys. You know, Laporta's at round one. You know, he's round five. It's all it's all over the place. Tucker Craft, same thing. Musgrave, same. Yeah. So uh, I like Allen up there with those guys. So I think he's really good value, and I think he'll probably be around like after them. So I think it's a good pick there. Yeah, for sure. I like it. All right, hit me with yours, which I think goes along the O line, right? Yes, I, I I want to tackle here with the thought of. Uh, a succession plan for Jedrick Wills and, uh, you know, just trying to think that direction. Now, I don't know if you think, you tell me what you think, if this is a bit of a pipe dream to think that he would be around late enough to go here, but uh, his name is Wanya Morris. He'll actually be the second tackle probably taken from Oklahoma in this draft. So he's the 12th tackle uh, uh, on Dane Brugler's tackle board, right? So that gives me hope that he would be around later on. Um, he's higher. He's the 90th player on PFF's big board rank overall. So he's in their top 100. He's 22 and a half years old. He weighs 307 pounds. He's 6'5". This dude uh, is uh, has everything that you want in a tackle. He has the NFL size now, uh, the length now, the hands now, has really good feet. Uh, it moves incredibly well for a man this size. Um, and when you're talking about arm length, hands, all that stuff, he's got all, he's got it all except for any of the polish, right? Like he needs, he needs the polish. He needs, he needs to work with, uh, he can figure out leverage. It's a huge thing. If he gets the leverage part down, he could be, he could be okay. I mean, he could be a guy that could be a respectable tackle for you for a little while. Yeah. So, uh, I think that. He has like the if you give him this lump of clay with this athleticism to Bill Callahan, I think you're giving yourself a good shot at success. Is kind of the thought behind this pick, uh, if that makes sense. Um, and he could be around that later on, you know. So uh, that's what I'm thinking uh, for Jed Wills. If they don't want to extend him, if he doesn't make that that leap forward. Maybe you have somebody waiting in the wings like uh, Wanya Morris, who has a ton of potential, in my opinion. Uh, here is Dane's uh, last uh, comment on him. Overall, Morris has NFL starting talent with his frame, length, athletic traits, but he looks like a completely different player when his leverage and technique fall apart, as you just said. Uh, if he learns to become more fundamentally sound, he can lock down a swing tackle role in the NFL and eventually become a starter. So uh, there's uh, his thoughts on it uh i don't know what you think is that realistic do you think i mean he's kind of all over boards too but you know the thing that makes me jump out like boy the browns would like this guy this guy's a five-star recruit coming out of high school Um, he was a big part of that huge tennessee class with uh yes i think he was a part of the same class as darnell wright i think they went in there at the same time and that the kid from uh alabama uh, who almost went to ohio state the linebacker henry uh teoto I don't know. I suck at those names. I'm not great at them. I can look it up. That's actually a fun point I should make real quick is that Danes, the beast, which is the number one draft guide on the market, does a great yeah. job with name pronunciations. And I suck yes, at them. So I'm like the worst. His name's actually pronounced Wanye is how the first yeah. name is pronounced. So not it's a tricky Wanya, one. It Wanye. looks like it'd be Wanya. It's Wanye. Yeah. Wanye Morris. So that's that's actually a fun little wrinkle. I would not have pronounced that Wanye. I mean, I but I can't again. If you have not bought a draft guide and you want to buy a draft guide, it is the draft guide to buy. It get I mean just it just makes you a better 
consu- consumer and like the way you consume the the NFL draft in general makes it more fun. But I, that's a good pick. I, I think they're interested in like like the Nick Saldaveri kid out of um, Old Dominion is interesting. There's a lot of angle here for looking at tackles as a means to. Uh, looking at like the future of Jack Conklin, right? Even if you believe Jedrick Wills is sides, yeah. gonna figure this thing out, you know, you have Conklin's situation sort of just sitting there too, uh, as he continues to grow older and all of that stuff. So there's there's a lot of elements here. Like you said, Wanye is a really, really talented kid coming out of high school. There's just some things he needs to figure out. And maybe again, we have seen the it's worked for some people, right? The Bill Callahan um school of of offensive line play it's it's work for some and maybe he's a guy that they can find a way to unlock a little bit right they're still trying to find the key to unlock Jedrick Wills they're still searching for that so it's not a perfect system here but there's certainly a belief that sometimes these guys can figure some things out so yeah Wanye uh Wanye Morris is a is an interesting one for Brad uh you know among, among again there we're saying there are there are many many <laughs> so many it's hard to even put three together yeah. Uh, in yeah. this in this exercise we just wanted to throw out some names we're drawn to and give you reason and i hope you guys enjoyed it so we have covered a lot of different prospects uh you know over the course of a lot of study right we've done we've done a lot of different uh study and on offense and maybe you won't hear us predict many more things uh, we'll try to get together tuesday to do a, a dueling mock draft here a little bit but the, the, those are names that stand out to us that we want to put a prediction on and listen if you if you don't see the browns draft any of the six guys we talked about here then just forget this pot ever happened if if they do then i want you to specifically shout us out and give us all the credit in the world because we know everything and you guys should should uh should should note that definitely and definitely like i said don't call us out if we get anything wrong because that wouldn't be that would yeah, uh, you know so. yeah i mean it's worth the thought process is is the is what it's about right like and evaluating these guys the evaluations matter for sure but it's the it's the, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with the pick, right? I think is a lot mm-hmm. of it too. It is, it is, and it was a lot of fun. So, you heard it here. Mine on my side, Rasheed Rice, Tank Bigsby, and then lastly, Davis Allen. Brad's side, he goes Michael Wilson. Uh, he goes Dwayne McBride, and then Deep lastly, Wanye. Uh, 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 lastly, Wanye Morris. Wanye Morris. Uh, so we're getting names right, and again, the the guide. That you need is the beast because it will tell you all of these names, which uh, we are all trying to learn. There's another couple of them. Uh, um, Servassier Dennis, that name was giving me massive amounts of trouble uh, over the last few weeks. And Dane's yes. guys helped me pronounce Servassier Dennis, the linebacker from Pitt. So pretty excited about uh, sounding a little bit more intelligent here and there. So hopefully you'll hear more intelligent talk from me in the, the coming few weeks before the draft starts. But Brad, this is fun, man. I Like I said, we will be back next week sunday uh to pick our defensive guys that, that we think the browns will pick and i think there's certainly a lot of defensive positions that are of interest so a lot of names available in that one too but yeah uh, you know i think we think we might get one or two of these right brad i hope so i hope so we'd sound really smart so all right cheers. yeah well that's it for us you guys thanks for stopping by on a sunday you know we got plenty of pods out there for you to check out if you want to listen to them uh, hopefully you guys have had a good time listening to this one have a great Sunday. Enjoy the weather. I think it's going to get a little colder next week and then get warmer by the end of the week. So try to yeah, enjoy for like the Sunday weather. like a day or two, weather. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to, Ohio's going to remind you uh, anytime it can about what it can possibly do to you with the weather. So enjoy your Sunday. Get out and enjoy it. Do some uh, something fun. Do, do that and do it because we told you to do it. And I'm just kidding. Hopefully this pod finds you in a good mood. 
and leaves you in a better mood. We appreciate you stopping by for All Eyes on Cleveland for the OBR Film Breakdown. Jake Burns, Brad Ward, signing off with Go Browns.